0: Episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Jade Maskill I'm Drew Lewis. And I'm Roy Vandewater. So we've got Mitch Lacey here with us uh, on the Agile Weekly Podcast. Uh, great to have you here, Mitch. Thanks for coming Thanks. on the show. And uh, why don't uh, why don't we get started by? Uh, I know that you are involved with the Agile Alliance. Maybe you could tell our listeners who might be unfamiliar with the Agile Alliance. Uh, oh. What the Agile Alliance does, what it represents, and, and how you're involved there.
1: Yeah, so my job, my job with the Agile Alliance is um, I'm the conference chair for the for for Agile 2012, and uh, the Agile Alliance itself is a, a non-profit organization who who whose primary goal and focus is to advance agile development principles and practices, and it supports this in a variety of ways. Uh, the conference is probably its biggest way, but it manages and, and hosts local user group meetings, supports those talks, community groups. Uh, the website has good resources and event listings. Um, so Agile, Agile Alliance is, you know, primary focus, Agile software development, and, and the, uh, the, big, the big source of revenue to supply that, those endeavors, is the conference.
0: Great. So uh, maybe you could tell our listeners also about the uh, Agile 2012 conference that's coming up soon.
1: Yeah. So Agile 2012 is going to be in uh, Grapevine, Texas this year. And I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We tried some new things this year with regards to our keynotes and to a new stage called the Noble Know-How stage, where we have a bunch of known industry experts that'll be That'll be—they're not giving a talk, but they're actually going to be answering questions uh, that people can submit on the website, provided they've registered for the conference, and then come up on stage to sort of have like a, like a, you know, intimate as intimate new with you as you can be with a couple hundred people in the room, but an intimate conversation around, uh, around uh, large topics at choice at hand. So, really looking forward to that. Uh, the conference itself is—we had. Um, over 800 submissions this year, and we had to accept about 20 to 25 percent of those. So we have a little over 200 submissions that came in. We have uh, one of my big charters for this year. One of my goals and objectives was to be able to increase the amount of technical content as compared to you know traditional management or program management content. Increase the technical content from last year it was at 10% up to 25%. I didn't totally hit that goal, but I brought it up to 15, a little over 15%. So uh, that is something I'm I'm pretty happy with. So when you say technical content, are you talking about like more like developer-oriented stuff, like XP stuff? Correct, yeah, developer-oriented stuff, XP stuff. Um, how, For example, how is uh, how are people doing Agile for iPhone and iPad development. How are they doing agile for embedded systems? How are they doing agile? Uh, what, is, what are some good modern practices around TDD? What are people doing? What are the emerging trends? So just bringing it bringing the bringing it back from a from a more program management leadership focus to making sure that that technical content is included because as you guys know, I mean that's that's where it started. Right? So I don't I don't want to get that lost. I don't want to see that be lost. So I was uh, had some very passionate conversations last year with some individuals at the conference who wanted to get involved, and I took them up on it. And, um, and I think we've got a pretty good program this year. I'm pretty happy with it. So what what's one of the uh,
0: the sessions that you're looking forward to seeing? You know, especially in the given that you're really putting an emphasis on the technical side of things.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to go see any sessions there an, and, and there is a session uh, on Monday with Eric Smith and Eric Meyer around make your iPhone agile with automated iOS testing which to me sounds pretty cool that I want to see we also did something different this year Corey Haynes is doing a full day immersion coding development workshop on Wednesday which if I had a full day to go, I would go to it. Um, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be a, um, a fantastic program for people to come in, get their hands dirty and, and do stuff. And, you know, Bob Martin will be there. He's doing a, a session on clean code, which is great. Liz Keogh will be there doing a session on behavior driven development, which is going to be great. Um, and there's, there's one session and I remember this one when we were, Laying out the program, which which it made me laugh, and the title of it is "Does Programming Have to Suck?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, you know it's 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 obviously funny because when you start out it does, and as you actually learn how to do it, it gets significantly better and easier. So, um, Dave Bernstein's doing a session on writing high quality code that I think is going to be pretty exciting and fun. Um, you know the the coaching stage also has a lot of good stuff on it as well. Dave Hussman's doing a session over there. Um, Sam Lang and Karen Graves. They're doing a session on brain science on Monday, the first day. That uh, it's a three-hour session. I won't be able to go, but that's one of the ones that that I'm recommending to people just because it, it it just seems really cool, really exciting. So, you know, it's uh, from a from a program standpoint, it's it's pretty challenging to to find the sessions uh, that you want to go to, knowing that there's so many other good ones. So. I was uh, on the phone with somebody earlier, saying, "Hey, I'm a first timer. I don't know what to see or what to. I don't know who's who. What should I go see?" And I, I spent about an hour in the program with her, diving through it. She said, "So you recommend everything?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, why don't you go look at it and then let's talk again next week and you 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 pare down the list a little bit and I'll give you my thoughts on your pared down list." But so
0: awesome. Well, sounds yeah. like sounds so, like some
1: really great people yeah it should be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to it the party on thursday night is at the uh, glass cactus nightclub which is there on on the gaylord compound overlooks overlooks the reservoir of lake grapevine and it is a beautiful a beautiful building we have a great band called the emerald city band and uh a comedian who's going to open up for us as well so it should be pretty fun awesome yeah i'm looking
0: forward to that uh shifting gears a little bit uh you know what is what is something that you've seen lately maybe a, a recent development in uh, agile technical practices that that's got you excited or frustrated or you know what what's got you hot and bothered in the in the technical realm?'
1: I can't, yeah, I can't say that I stumbled across anything new um, but the thing that gets me hot and bothered in fact, I had another conversation with a person today about, about this was. She was. This is a uh, customer friend of mine. She was telling me that her that her organization you've got you've got management who's bought off, which is kind of rare, right? And they're saying go go go, let's do it, whatever resources you guys need, let's make it happen. And then you've got the middle man- management, which surprisingly was was bought off and supported. And you had half the team, the testers ready to rock, the traditional project managers ready to rock, but you had the developers sitting there saying, Yeah, I'm not sure I can build anything in a month and have it be potentially shippable. I mean it's it's gonna take us. It's gonna take us six months to to design the system, let alone to actually, you know, get anything written. Probably a year or year and a half. And um, and I, you know, it, it drives me batty when I see that behavior because you have it, it's 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 so well known. At least for me, I think it's pretty well known that this stuff works. And we're constantly we're constantly as people in this industry we constantly have to resell and resell that message mm-hmm. of people have done it before us it does work if you have the right mindset you're, you're going to be fine if you don't it's not not going to work and i know it's not really a development practice I just happened to focus on developers today but it, it i just I, I bang my head against the wall time and time again and just as i'm sure you guys do when when you hear when you hear the that can't that can't work here story or, or that doesn't work in the real world. Because obviously when people say it doesn't work in the real world, I won't wonder what world they're in because in the world that I live in it works great. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, we're all on the planet, but you know, maybe not. So what are some of the what are some of the techniques that you
0: might use when you end up in that situation where uh, you know, going back to your scenario, well we can't even we can't even design it in six months, let alone deliver something in a month. That's just impossible. You know, yeah. what, what do you do from that point?
1: It, it, at that point, I, I, I really focus. What I do is I try to focus on the past and say, okay, hey, you know, you're right. Walk me through, walk me through how you've done this. How would you go about and do this, right? And, and of course, they'll start out and, like, like today, the, the, it wasn't a development team um, or the lady I'm thinking of, you know, the development team wasn't on the phone but it was it's like okay well let's walk people back and say what have you done in the past and they lay it out there and say now now tell me when all the problems surface in that in that area and of course they always surface at the end i mean telling people doesn't work telling people that this is the way you should do something doesn't work because you have to paint the picture inside their head and show them what it is uh, what it is they're missing or what it is what it is that, that needs to be seen for them to have the light bulb go off and go, ah, now I understand everything you're talking about. I still don't believe it, but at least I understand it. And I'm willing to take a little bit of a leap of faith on this. I'm willing to take a little bit of a leap of faith on this to, to be able to drive it forward. Um, and that's when, you know, having somebody there to help comes into play. I'm a big fan of painting the past. Take painting the past highlighting the failures and go great well if we keep doing the same thing we should expect those results Great stuff and, and so when a developer has that mindset like no way there, there's no way that, that we can do this in this amount of time. What do you think it is are they afraid to release something because then they have to be held accountable for it or is it they're just used to procrastinating and, and not really releasing anything what do you think well, in it causes that I think it's, I think it's I think it's both I think it's procrastination I think it's the accountability. I think it's the fact that, that um, you know people have been trained. I mean, you, you get trained in school. You go to you go to school. You learn development. You 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 don't you don't learn agile from the get-go. There are very few schools out there that are teaching that stuff. Most of the people, like my next-door neighbor, he's a computer science major, and he's learning that. You go off and you do your design up front, and then you go write all your code, then you go write all your tests. Right, that's and, so he comes, and he comes next door and he says to me and he goes, "Mitch, how does it how does it work at Microsoft? How does it work here? How does it work here? How does it work here?" Um, and I tell him, I say, "This is you know, this is what I advocate. This is what companies do." And I gave him a copy of my book and he read it and he's like, "I'm not learning any of this in school." <laughs> so it 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 sort of starts at that ground level foundation because you're you're. You're teaching somebody how to, if, if they're right-handed, you're teaching them how to be left-handed. Yeah. Right? You've been right-handed all your life, and now suddenly somebody's telling you to be left-handed. That doesn't really work that well, especially if you're expected to learn it overnight, uh, which a lot of management teams really drive. So because of that, I see you, you see a lot of resistance with development teams. You see a lot of resistance with management and the fact that they say, we can't do it. Now, that's part one. Part two is the fact that, People look at a, at a holistic solution and think that they have to build the framework, and then they have to build the UI, and they have to build all these things, and hopefully it all comes together at the end. Um, as you guys know, everybody in our in our space is a big advocate of you know let's let's build the smallest piece first, smallest thing, validate the functionality, and drive forward with it. All right. Now, of course, that that creates the uh, the the mindset that you have to have a throwaway work in, in organizations often frown upon throwaway work because as development teams we should get it right the first time
0: <laughs>
1: right the problem is, is we're not going to get it right the first time because software is a creative process and it's artistic and you know the ide is like the canvas and you're going to paint and you're going to repaint and you're going to repaint again and and it's impossible to it's impossible to get it right the first time you have to go through and do some sketches do some prototyping you know, create some, get some user stories that are working so you can get feedback from your customers. And if they change their mind, you know, that's a good thing. A lot of companies think that that's a bad thing because they have everyone's sign in blood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. And so what do, you, what do you think our responsibility is as, you know, those, those people who have found this new way and, uh, you know, we still look to uh, the traditional university environment and, and other things that are teaching people uh, the, this outdated way of developing software, what what should we do about that?
1: Uh, what should we do about it? Well, first, let me let me back up. I'm not necessarily sure it's an outdated way, it's just a it's a different way, right? Because I'm, I'm a big advocate of Waterfall. I think Waterfall's great. However, if you're in an environment that's going to change and if you have customers that are going to change and if your business is changing and it's, and it's changing so rapidly that you have to be able to respond to it, then Waterfall's not a good solution. You know, a traditional approach isn't a good solution because you pick you pick any one of the agile practices. You know, one of the core tenets of those is is the ability to respond to change, be able to manage and respond to change to build what your customers need mean, mean, not what they're asking for. And um, I think I think our responsibility in that is to help build trust of customers and stakeholders because, as an IT industry, we've been breaking their trust for the last thirty to forty years. Because every time we say that we can go do something, we, we deliver late, we deliver with low quality, and uh, that, that degrades the trust. And then, of course, we have to put, or business puts more controls on IT and says, okay, you must commit to this, you must do this, you have to have very precise estimates, and, and, it, and it's, a, it's a really uh, evil cycle that we have to deal with. Um, so it's you know our I think it's part of our responsibility to train management train leadership train and most importantly train the customers to help them understand that we do have their best intentions at heart and we don't want to screw them over and in order to do that we have to work together we can't and we can't promise the world because right we know what we want when we see it and we know that when we see things they will change
0: so uh, Mitch as we as we wrap things up here is there anything that uh, you'd like our listeners to go check out uh you know where can they read more about you pick up your books all of those things uh yeah sure
1: well definitely attend the agile 2012 conference i think it's gonna be a kick-ass event um my website's mitchellacy.com pretty easy amazon uh has got a got the book up there i'm 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 very, very proud and happy. I think it's up to, uh, 33 positive reviews and 31 of those are five stores and two of them are four. So, um, people are, people are reading the book. People are liking the book and, and I'm, uh, I couldn't be happier. So yeah, uh conference. Awesome. Great website, uh, Scrum Alliance, which we didn't talk about, uh, lots of good stuff on that website as well. So Good content. People should go read, read up there. You guys have some good content as well. Great. <laughs> so well, go, your past, past <laughs> go listen to them.
0: Well, uh, thanks for so, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, and uh, good luck with Agile 2012. Uh, we're really looking forward to seeing all the great content coming out of there. And uh, yeah. yeah, thanks I for think, joining us. Uh,
1: I think Derek's got one of those invited noble sessions. Yeah, he does. Yep. And uh, for our listeners, if you'd like to yeah. continue this conversation, you can that join us on our, uh, on our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash agileweekly. Thanks, Mitch. Okay. Thanks, Talk to you, to you next time. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up-to-date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.